This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 46. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. I am so excited because I highlighted an amazing book this week. It's called Daring Greatly. It's how... How the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, the way we love, the way we parent, and the way we lead. It's by Brene Brown. It is a great book. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it and um, or seen her quotes around all over the place. It's just such a fantastic book. And uh, if this is your first time on the show, welcome. This is where we highlight books in 15 minutes or less. They're all to do with self-help, positive psychology, or books on well-being. So I share the content so you can make actionable changes in your life. But I always suggest that if something sparks your interest, again, it's only a highlight. So there's so much in these books that, you know, I can't suck out all of the information. And um, so it's really important if something really does spark your interest or you want to delve deeper into the content, I always recommend that you purchase the book and support the author. All right, so let's jump right in. So First of all, do you think vulnerability is a weakness? So we're kind of taught that um, if we show vulnerability or weakness, that you know that it is actually a weakness. If we show vulnerability, if we show fear or we show you know emotion, that that vulnerability is actually a weakness. So Dr. Brene Brown, she really dispels this myth that myth that vulnerability is not a weakness in act in actuality, and she argues that it is actually a correct measure or an accurate measure of courage. So vulnerability is actually a measure of courage. Who'd have thought, right? Um, Sometimes we think that this vulnerability is actually a weakness and that's kind of like a cultural myth. So she explains that vulnerability is at the core um, different emotions like fear, grief, and disappointment. But she also teaches us that vulnerability is the birthplace of love, of joy, joy and belonging and empathy and also innovation. So it's really a different look at vulnerability and um, how vulnerability can be the birthplace of such great things. Um, So does feeling afraid or like you're not enough show up in your life? I I know it does for me. And um, sometimes that fear creeps in or that disappointment or that, you know, feeling that you're not good enough, it it shows up for us. it kind of holds us back. And then does the idea of putting yourself out there really terrify you? Um, Because it kind of means that you're at greater risk for uh, getting criticized. You're at greater risk to get hurt. And you know what? Like, um, I don't know, sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there because you worry, what are people going to think? Or are they going to judge me, right? So putting yourself out there is actually making yourself very vulnerable. And so you'll discover that this concept and this idea that we don't want to expose our vulnerability kind of can hold us back from a lot of great things. So 
Do you ever wonder what it would be like if you had the courage to step into the arena, how she put it? And um, she talked about how the daring greatly was actually a Theodore Roosevelt. It was in one of his speeches. It was also called the man in the arena, like being in your life, going into the arena and performing. And um, so this book is so fantastic because it really teaches us that um, there's so much power in vulnerability and that if we just have the courage to step into our arena and uh, whether that be in our relationships, whether that be in an important meeting or in a new career or new job or even just a scary proposal or, you know, just daring greatly. I love that title and it's really, really important for us to, it's a practice. So the way she put it in her book is that daring greatly is actually a practice and it's a powerful new vision that allows us to just let ourselves be seen. And that expression stands out for me so much. So let yourself be seen. Isn't that amazing? Let ourselves be seen, be seen by the world. All right, so are you ready? Let's jump right in. So she talked first about what it means to dare greatly. And so daring greatly, like I said, is from Theodore Roosevelt's speech and also called the man in the arena. Um, And the message is that vulnerability is actually um, a form of victory. It's about knowing that um, you you can you can be successful, but there's also uh, defeat. Like you may um, be defeated, and it's really about understanding that there's these two elements. That yeah, daring greatly and stepping into the arena, it may come with failure, it may come with defeat, um, but it also can come with victory and wonderful things as well. Uh, so it's about understanding that there's a necessity in both, and that it's about engaging. So showing up in your life and being all in. And I felt that is so powerful, right? How many times have we held ourselves back just out of fear, like worry that we're going to be judged or heaven forbid, be vulnerable. So vulnerability is not a weakness. And the uncertainty, the kind of the risk and the emotional exposure that we face every day is actually optional is what she put in her book. And it's a part of life. Like these emotions that come up, like this vulnerability is a part of life. And it's our choice uh, whether or not we're going to engage because let's face it, vulnerability, these emotions and these weaknesses and these risks are going to show up for us regardless. So it's kind of up to us to choose if we are going to engage in our life uh, because those things are going to be there regardless. Like emotional exposure that we face every single day, it's not an option. It's just going to be there. So um, I thought that was so interesting how she put it. So why not just engage in your life? So our willingness to own and engage with our vulnerability determines the depth of our courage. Isn't that crazy? So let's say that again. So our willingness to own and to engage our with our vulnerability and to show up and our level of engagement actually determines our courage, the depth of our courage. And um, that helps us move into our life is to kind of just like be with our vulnerability and show up and engage in our life despite it. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a really interesting and it's really um, powerful, don't you find, like to think about showing up in your life. So the level to which we protect ourselves and we kind of protect ourselves from the world judging us from these vulnerabilities, um, it actually 
it, it can hold us back. It's a direct reflection to the measure of our fear. And um, so if we're scared of something and we're disconnecting from the world, we're actually disconnecting from our greatness, from our ability to really show up. And I love the way she, she put that in her book. So daring greatly is not about waiting until the perfect bulletproof, uh, you know, approach in life. It's not about that waiting till you're perfect, till you're like basically bulletproof, you're not going to be attacked um, before you walk into that arena, so to speak. So it's not about waiting for, for perfection. It's not about waiting till, you know, you're bulletproof and you're not vulnerable. It is all about um, showing up despite the fact that you're not perfect, despite the fact that you're not bulletproof um, and walk into that re- arena, so to speak. Um, so if we do um, do these things, if we don't step into our arena, we could be sacrificing amazing opportunities and greatness that, you know what, uh, that's not recoverable. Like if we let those opportunities go because we're waiting for perfection, we're waiting to be bulletproof, then we might miss huge amounts of opportunity. And um, yeah, so that's so incredible, isn't it? And then she talked about, and I love the way she put it, um, we're basically squandering our time, our gifts, and our unique contributions that only we can make to the world. And that is so true, right? We're holding back our greatness and what the world could see of us because we're worried about exposing this vulnerability. So the world needs you. And this is what she said in her book, and that we need to dare to show up in our lives and let ourselves be seen. I love that. This is vulnerability. This is what she's talking about within her book. All right. So then she moved into this whole uh, concept of looking at the never enough. How often do you feel like you're not enough? How often, you know, do you hold back because you're worried that you're not enough or that maybe you're not smart enough, maybe that you're not slim enough, maybe you're not, right? This not enough culture is crazy. And so, The idea is that we want to show up and let ourselves be seen, but it requires that we dare greatly and it requires that we we be vulnerable. So we need to examine this idea of never enough and this never enough culture. So we often shift and have this shame-based fear like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough or oh, I'm not um, the best mom and wife and career woman. Um, There's shame around certain things and that we're not good enough. Um, so the fear of never feeling, you know, extraordinary or enough to be noticed or to be lovable and to belong, um, this is the never enough problem. So basically it's scarcity thinking. So, so it's kind of like we're living in this scarcity mode of that we're not good enough, that we're never perfect enough, that we're not, you know, powerful enough, that we're not successful enough. And this is sad, right? So Think about what defeating, self-defeating statements that you're saying to yourself or that you're thinking, like what are what are those self-defeating statements that are holding you back, that are making you that you're never good enough or that you're 
you're never going to be there. So she really um, is emphasizing to really look at this because this is really powerful. So where do you think your never enough thinking comes from? Like, where does it come from? Um, Are you comparing yourself to others? Um, Do you feel that sense of shame or like um, you fear that someone's going to judge you or ridicule? It's is it coming from that? Or I think comparison is a huge form of that, this never enough culture. Um, you know, if you're, if you're comparing to get inspired, that's different. Whereas if you're comparing to kind of rank yourself, then that's, that really is going to make us feel like there's never enough. Let's face it. There's always going to be someone that's, you know, meeting the goals that we wish we could reach. And there's always going to be someone who's not quite there yet. So this comparison in terms of ranking is, you know, it's going to make us feel like we're, we're not good enough or that we're not successful enough. Um, the other thing is this whole idea of disengagement. So we just simply don't even try. Uh, We don't try things because we disengage from our life because we feel like we're not enough or good enough. Isn't this scarcity culture kind of a little scary? And it affects our willingness to, you know, own our own vulnerability. And this never enough thinking actually holds us back. And it doesn't allow us to embrace our vulnerabilities and really engage in our world. Um, so she talked about how shame sends gremlins in to fill our heads with messages of self-doubt and self-criticism, this never enough um, voice or this gremlin that shows up and it fills our head with these, you know, self-doubt, self-criticism uh, voices. So sometimes, you know, you can ask yourself, like, what is this uh, gremlin saying to me, right? So shame is intensely painful feelings or experiences that believing that we're kind of flawed in some way or that we're not worthy. And uh, for women, typically the pressure to look perfect and do perfect and anything less and looking like anything less is actually shaming. And then for men, it could be anything from, you know, if they reveal weakness, heaven forbid, you know, men be viewed as weakness. If that, if there is weakness, then there's shame in that. Um, so you can see that this never enough culture is actually really, really, it's holding people back from really embracing this vulnerability. So we don't actually engage in our life. All right. So she had some action tips, you know, I love action tips. So here are some of her action tips. So she talked about practicing courage and reaching out. And she also talked about talk to yourself. You know, say, you're okay, you're human, we all make mistakes. I love that, because it's so true, we all are human, let's give ourselves permission to be human, embrace that vulnerability, and to own your own story, so know that everything you've gone through, just own it, and, you know, don't feel like you have to justify out, you know, why it is that you were vulnerable, that vulnerability, that story actually has strength and courage, and your story actually uh, demonstrates how courageous Courageous you are, that vulnerability. Um, she also talked about there's a gift in imperfections. I love that. So manage uh, perfectionism uh, because you know what? Perfect isn't a thing, right? And uh, it holds us back. So she also talked about that um, all parts of our being uh, allow it to be seen. 
So don't put on a persona. Uh, don't be a persona. Like, you know, your Instagram profile is your persona, right? Um, but you know what? What's real? What's your real story? Um, sometimes post vulnerability. And, um, and so remember that a lot of what we're seeing is a persona of someone. And the idea is that um, just know that you're enough. And uh, she talked about leaning into joy and embrace our experiences, embrace our vulnerability, our stories, right? That's what makes us us. Uh, she talked about practicing gratitude in the ordinary moments, and that's really powerful, um, that we are enough and appreciate the beauty in the cracks. And she talks about appreciate the beauty of cracks, right? So we all are going to have little cracks here and there, and there's beauty in that, beauty in imperfection. So she talked about practicing mindfulness and also common humanity. We're all human. We all make mistakes. You know, we're not um, our persona. We are actually human and everyone has vulnerability and everyone has, you know, moments of challenge and things like that. So let it all hang out is the way that she put it within her book. And uh, yeah, so then we go on to vulnerability myths. Um, So the myths is that vulnerability is a weakness. We already talked about this a little, but she really defines vulnerability as uncertainty, as risk and emotional exposure, and that vulnerability actually sounds like truth, and it actually feels like courage. So vulnerability, if you think about it, whenever you've heard someone talk about something that, you know, uh, that they're going through, or um, they've made themselves vulnerable, don't you listen to it in a different way? Doesn't it come across as courageous? Doesn't it come across as um, very truthful and authentic? So um, she came up with a few examples and she did, uh, talked about a few examples within her book and, um, you know, statements of vulnerability such as um, getting pregnant after three miscarriages, right? There's vulnerability in that. And doesn't that sound and it feels really truthful and it feels very courageous to say that and express it. And there's, there's strength in there. Um, she also talked about my, the first date after my divorce, right? So there's vulnerability there, but actually, um, you know what? Vulnerability actually sounds like truth and it feels like courage. I love the way she put that. So next time you hear someone's talking and being vulnerable, I notice what comes up for you. Uh, it usually that person, it's they seem like they're courageous actually to share that truth with you. Um, so she's shifting our kind of the myth of this vulnerability that vulnerability is actually weakness because really it's not. It it's truth and it feels like courage. So powerful. All right, so the tip that she came up with is this vulnerability prayer. I love it. Okay, so she says, give me the courage to show up and let myself be seen. Like I'm writing this on a post-it note and I'm sticking it in my washroom on the mirror or I write it places on your mirror or have it so that it's the kind of your vulnerability prayer where you can say it and have it available to you. Give me the courage to show up and let myself be seen. You know what? Cracks and all, right? Um, So ask yourself, what would I attempt to do if I knew I could not fail? Uh, And this is really helpful because 
it'll help us kind of engage in our life. And so what is worth doing? Like, even if you fail, even if you fail half the time, most of the time, it still has benefit to it, right? There's still learning in there. And uh, it's so powerful, right? Engaging in our life. And um, so it's a waste of time to evaluate our worthiness, she's saying, by weighing ourselves um, to the reaction of the people that are, and she, the way she said it, in the stands, right? The people, the people, People in the back, you know, it's a waste of us evaluating our worthiness by thinking about what those people up in the stands are thinking, right? So really, it's who cares? Like, show up in this world and just as you are and and just, you know, expose that vulnerability. And the people who love you are within arm's reach is the way that she put it in her book. And they're going to support you and they'll, they'll support you when you dare greatly. I love that. So there's the myth of vulnerability, that it's a weakness. It's actually a strength. Cool. All right. So to cultivate change, the whole next section within her book was all about cultivating change. And she talked a little bit about mind the gap. And in the coaching model, we always talk about this gap, like where you want to be, where you are, and the gap between it. So minding the gap in between that sort of thing. So daring is actually a strategy that um, you can pay attention to that space between where you actually are standing right now and where you'd like to be. And And so it requires that we embrace vulnerability and cultivate that, you know, um, she called it shame resilience. So it's like, um, even though we feel, or maybe we have that not enough sort of feeling or that shame around it, embracing it, embracing that, and just kind of showing up and knowing the gap of where you stand and where you want to be, and just paying attention to the space between those, and then embrace vulnerability um, so that you can show up even in uncomfortable ways, right? So we don't need to be perfect, just engage and commit to your values and your actions and your goals and where you want to go. So the way she talked about it is to cultivate this change in our life is to think of it as a strategy or like a game plan or kind of like a detailed answer to a question like ask yourself, what do you want to achieve and how are you going to get there? I find that so powerful. What do you want to achieve? How are you going to get there? And you know what? Just do the steps that are required. So think about goals as as what you want to accomplish and the steps that need to that you need to take in order to be successful. And um, and then notice what's getting in the way of you getting there. So what's getting in the way of that? Are there expectations? Are there rules? You know, are there like what your stories, past failures, perhaps mistakes, not perfect enough, um, you know, not enough mentality. So what's holding you back from where you are, where you want to go? What's the gap? What's holding you back? And so she's suggesting that, um, that we really focus on that gap between where we are, where we want to go and what do we need to disrupt that that thinking or those stories or that never enough mentality. And so she's talking about rehumanizing it and really engaging uh, with vulnerability and notice the things that might be, you might be vulnerable and what might be holding you back, but then engage anyway, embrace vulnerability. So she did have action tips here too as well. She talked about paying attention to the space between where you are and where you want to go. And then to remember that we disengage in from our life in order to protect 
protect ourselves from, from vulnerability, from shame, and from feelings of loss. So she's really about recognize and combat this shame. And she talks about focusing on your strengths and opportunities instead of faults and limitations. So focusing on your strength, um, embracing this vulnerability and be open to feedback as well with some of her suggestions and to find the courage to be vulnerable and to share feelings of not knowing and not knowing what you're doing, right? Admitting to it. Um, when I first started this podcast, I had no idea what I was doing, right? And um, so, yeah, that vulnerability, stepping out and engaging and just doing it, right, to moving into action despite vulnerability. You know, what are people going to think about this? Are people going to listen or are I going to have crickets? Nobody listening. <laughs> All right. So shifting from controlling to engaging. So really engage in your life. Show up in that arena. Dare greatly. All right, so this book, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, so powerful. Uh, vulnerability is not a weakness, but rather it's a measure of courage. I found that was so powerful, and our willingness to own and engage with our vulnerability determines the depth of our courage. That's the underlying message here. And Daring Greatly is actually a practice, and it's a powerful new vision of letting ourselves be seen. I love that expression, letting ourselves be seen. Let the world need to see you, right? So what stood out for me and resonated for me the most was this idea of um, that daring greatly is not kind of waiting until you are perfect or waiting until you're bulletproof to show up. It's all about just, you know what, jumping in there and um, engaging in your life despite, you know, this vulnerability, embrace it and really walk into that arena. That's what stood out for me. That's it, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you got a lot out of this one. Are you subscribed to the show yet? If you're not, I want to encourage you today because I don't want you to miss any episodes and I'm adding a bunch of bonus coaching minis and author visit episodes. And if you're not subscribed, you may miss these episodes and I don't want you to. So you can subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to um, and or at iTunes if you're listening to the podcast here. So now if you really are enjoying this show and benefit from the highlights, I would be really grateful if you would leave me a review on iTunes. Those reviews actually help people find my podcast and my show and they're actually enjoyable for me to read as well. <laughs> and so just go over to iTunes and select ratings and reviews and you can write a review right there and let me know what the favorite part of, your, of this show is for you. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.